Michael Rosso here, Film Photography Podcast here with Matt Marash. Hey, how's it going, guys? Dan Domi. Drink Mr. Brown. <laughs> this is our September 1st show, issue number 42. Wow, 42. 42. Yeah, Man. issue number 42. And a large portion of today's show, we're going to be talking about large format photography. Yeah, all right. Good stuff. Yeah, we have some great roll-ins. Uh, Matt, really quick, tell us about what what event did you go to? Tell us about the event. What, yeah, a couple months a couple months ago, I went to this great, you know, I thought it was a little event, but it's, it's a big event. Harbor Springs, Michigan, which is like the very top of the mitten of the state of Michigan. It's called Photostock, and this was the Photostock 2011. It's been going on a couple years. It's hosted by awesome, awesome medium and large format photographer Bill Schwab, and it was pretty much you know it wasn't informally it was very informal in, in the you know the basis of it and you could bring digital you could bring 35 120 but it was it was you know the uh, the unspoken rule was bring your large format camera very nice that's awesome. It was it was so laid back, so cool, and this, got, to, got to meet a lot of great shooters. This is going to be a great, great show uh, because some of the folks you, you were speaking with, uh, Bill Schwab, yeah. uh, Tom Bertelson. Oh. Now, now, people know who Tom is. Yeah, you know who Tom uh, yeah, is? Yeah, I, I met him uh, on APUG. He was the guy who got me to develop an XTAL developer. Yeah, this was a big uh, APUGers kind of meetup. Yeah. yeah. We're also going to be talking about, we received some letters because we did our YouTube video on the Crown graphic camera. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, some letters. How do you get the film out of the camera, and how do you develop <laughs> it yourself? When we were at the FPP Midwest meetup, we brought our cameras in to the, yep. uh, to the darkroom at Finlay University, and yeah. you showed us what to do. Yeah, we just kind of showed the ropes. So. Showed the ropes, yeah. Sheet film developing 101. Pretty much. Sheet! <laughs> and, uh, well, we, uh, well, me and Dan were just kind of, I think we were doing some B-roll. We were just developing yeah. our, our 120 film, too. So yeah, yeah. we were developing, I guess, the smaller formats, and then yeah. we did develop large formats. So right. we kind of did the whole gamut. I think, I think uh, you saw a little bit of video of me... Uh, uh, agitating a tank that had uh, our rolls of 35 millimeter in it. Okay. Yeah. And then I was uh, I was dual wielding the the 120 film in each oh, hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're also going to be talking about printing, traditional printing, yeah. black and white. Yeah. You put right. your negative in a enlarger mm-hmm. and it uh, you print onto yeah. a piece of actual photographic paper. Yes. Yeah. Silver gelatin prints. Ooh. Yeah. It's yeah. really awesome. So I'm really pumped up about this show. Yeah. Uh, we have some letters. We're going to be do- doing some giveaways at the head of the show. Cool. Nice. But before that, let's take a quick break. All right. Yeah. And we'll be right back. Let's give it away. I'll read this first one. We're giving away a uh, Polaroid, a Pactastic automatic land camera, and the winner is Abigail Neal. And Abigail's from uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. Yay! And uh, she is a Pentax K1000 lover. 
Hey, oh, look nice. at that. Yeah, I'm pretty thrilled about that. Uh, yeah. I shoot with the Pentax K1000. New convert. I'm a new convert. I still love my Canon gear. But yeah, I shouldn't say convert. I've been uh, Pentaxing it up. Abigail's website is http uh, colon forward slash forward slash eyesoffab.wordpress.com. That's E-Y-E-S-O-F-A-B dot huh. wordpress.com. She says, I have a couple of basic integral film polas, but really want to try out a Pack film, baby. <laughs> pack film, pack baby. film, baby. Abigail, you are our, our latest winner of uh, Polaroid Pack Camera, so congratulations. Sounds like another good home. Nice. Yeah, sounds like a great home. Yeah. Let's give away some film. Oh, you know what? We didn't give away uh, a Packtastic camera. Uh, we skipped it. Then. On the last shoe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, t- uh, two weeks ago we did, actually. Yeah. We, we, we skipped. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's feel it. Okay. We're going to give away one more. Yeah. We're giving away a camera to, this Packtastic camera to... Greg Eisenberg of oh, Lindbergh, oh. New York. Greg hey. Eisenberg, yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys know him? Flickr contact. I probably no way. do. Yeah. What's For his real? name on Flickr? Uh, I, don't I, know. Uh, I, I just I know the name. Yeah. He says, okay. I have been shooting film since, uh, since I was seven years old. Took a break from 28 to 37 when Digi broke. Digi broke. I like now that. Now I'm back and I have gas. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. No Polaroid yet, though. Huh. Well, gotta so, fix that. Here so comes. Greg, here it comes. Congratulations. Okay. Would, right. You wouldn't mind uh, picking a good one? Time? Or is it still film? Boy? We're giving away oh, some film. 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 Yeah. We're going to give away some film. Letters in. And the winner of some film is. Our first winner is. Eric Jorgensen. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Yeah. You, Dan, you Flicker know contact. Yeah. yeah. Flicker. Real? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Come on, Mike. Really? By now? Of course I know him. Okay. I just know. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. So, I'm a bit younger, so most of my life I've been shooting digital, but I've always had a Polaroid. Just getting back into shooting and started with Polaroid peel apart and then 35mm, and most recently got a medium format camera. The camera is, is a nice old Great Wall camera from China. Oh, yeah. I've only shot 120 black and white with it, but I've just developed my first few rolls in Caffinol C. I would love to run some of the new Portra Color or any other 120 film you have through this beast. Love the show. Big thanks, Eric. I know I'd seen him before, the, the Great Wall jogging Yeah, memory. Great Wall camera. Yeah. Yeah. Give some more film. Uh, now, on our new site, by the way, if you go to filmphotographyproject.com, you can enter all of our giveaways. And in the entry form, is, you know, there's a space there. It's like, how do you pronounce your name, as you can see there. Oh, yeah, well, look at that. It, but this next gentleman did. Yeah. Who's our winner, Dan? Michael Stefan Radloff. How do you pronounce his name? Rad, like mad, and loff. Like, like off. off. Hey. <laughs> see, see how that works? Now you can make sure that we don't screw up. But we're still going to mess something up. <laughs> uh, I love shooting film. There's a feel of being more connected with the making of the picture than I'm, when I'm shooting with digital. Whether going exploring uh, along the countryside for hidden haunts or hiking around my city, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, exploring abandoned industrial sites, stumbling across street art and graffiti walls, I'm usually lugging around at least two or three cameras. My dad has passed on his Minolta SRT 100 to me nice. after he went digital and i've added a nikon nikor mat a holga and a yashica mat 124 to the list wow yeah needs film (laughs) (laughs) my next project is moving on to candid and street portraits as it pushes me out of my comfort area and challenges me to think differently about how to tell a story in a frame I like this guy. Do you know him? No, but he, we have a lot of overlap. The, okay. uh, first off, the Sheikha Mat 124, and then the, uh, the love of the street photography. Oh, yes. Yeah. So congratulations, Michael. Great. Very cool. Very cool. Let's read a letter. Yeah, let's read one. Uh, by yeah. the way, uh, folks out there listening, uh, we didn't mention, but we should mention right now, uh, welcome. 
Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Did I even introduce you guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Sometimes yeah. in the studio, yeah. 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 I drink yeah. too many Mr. Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brown. Yeah. We got the jitters. Yeah. Got the jitters. Uh, Mr. Brown, by the way. Where can you get these drinks? Are these available all over the U.S.? Um, so. from, they're, they're imported from Taiwan. Mr. Brown. Yeah. Here in Finlay, Ohio, it was in what's known as an Oriental grocery yeah, store. Yeah, the Asian yeah. food mart. Yeah. yeah. If you've got an Asian food mart, check or it a, out. Or a local yeah. Whole Foods. Whole Foods usually Whole Foods. has these kind of imports. Okay. And so yeah. do uh, World Market. World but Markets are great. That's what the store says, you know. It says Oriental food store. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. generic, but um, yeah. great family-owned place. Do they oh, give yeah. them at, like, Trader Joe's? Is oh, Trader Joe's has some stuff like that. Sometimes. State College is going to get a Trader Joe's. Can you hold Ooh. up that? Can you hold that up? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, by the way. Yeah. It's in a hard can. You can't break this can. You no. can't squish it. 240 Don't. milliliters. Don't yeah. break this one on your head. I'm the Yeezys. Yes. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, after the Coscafes. It's Mr. Brown. It's a imported coffee drink. Ice coffee. Ice yeah. coffee. Mr. Brown. It's a hint of like chocolate. Yeah, there's a little mocha. There's something just very yeah. funny about it. Mr. Brown. The, the name is funny. I mean, you may have visions of like, pul- uh, not Pulp Fiction, of uh, Reservoir Dogs. Mr. Brown. <laughs> Mr. Brown. Played by Quentin Tarantino. Played by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, the, Q, the, the QT, as they call them, on the West Coast. QT. <laughs> The QT, <laughs> owner of the New Beverly Theater on the West Coast, the Revival Theater. Yeah. Mr. Brown Coffee. This is a Lex Letters from Alex Ellis. And I just, you know. I, oh, hey, Ellis. You know, Alex? Yeah. yeah. You know, you know this, is like, uh, this is like Matt Mirage in Finlay, Ohio. You're walking down the street, cars stop by, I was you know w- everybody. I was wondering if we were going to talk about that at all. Yeah, it yeah, happened. You know how many times when we were on an FPP Midwest meetup, like people stopping by, uh, people walking by with dogs, hey Matt, a uh, girl walking by, hey Matt Mirage, a car pulls by, <laughs> hey Matt. <laughs> I, I really, well, yeah, I we think were, I need we to get out of this town. <laughs> we, were, we were waiting across the street and I hear this honk. I'm like, hey, screw you, buddy. And, uh, thinking that to myself. But no, Matt walks up to the car because he knows the guy. It's that. Sm- I mean, it's it doesn't feel like too small of a town, but it's small enough that I need to get the heck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what does so, Alex have to say? Yeah. What's Alex have to say? Hi, Michael. I love the podcast and especially the silly voices. I was in our local photo lab and couldn't ask about e- E6 processing without smirking because in my head I heard the soundbite E6 from the podcast. Haha. <laughs> I'm really enjoying black and white and get lots more shots I'm happy with than the color film I've been shooting. I'm wondering if there are some punchy or or, or quality film emulsions I'm missing out on because I'd like to. Get give them a try and stir up some passion for color film. <laughs> Portra. <laughs> Portra. <laughs> I'm interested in entering any of the giveaways and competitions to, to get a hold of some of this punchy or saturated fine grain color film or anything in 120 because my uncle has an unused Mamiya, Mamiya 645. Ooh. And ever since I heard about medium format on FPP, I've been dying to shoot a roll through it. Very nice. I've got a special request for the darkroom segment, and that would be for you guys to cover different black and white developers and their pros and cons, and maybe things like shelf life in practice, or, or different chemicals like fixer, stop, and wedding agent. Great job, and hope to hear from you soon. Best regards, Alex Ellis. Very nice. Well, I think we can do that. Yeah. yeah. What can well, we do? Talk about some of this, uh, yeah, this okay. darkroom stuff. Right. I, I got a question, though. Did, was he asking about uh, color films in general, or was he asking about E6 films? Well, oh, no, okay. he was... He was at, oh, yeah. it... It didn't really kind of say, it kind of like said he Well, Portra's great for negative. Yeah, Portra's, yeah. I mean, it's one of the we've, the greatest yeah. color neg I've we've ever We've already shot. talked about that. For, for, for slide film, I, I tend to like the, 
the Ektachrome G E100. It's, it's G. good stuff. I'm that's my vote. I'm partial to Velvia 50. If it, oh, yeah. I mean, if you want that punch you in the face, yeah. I mean, Velvia 50. Nice saturation. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. Yeah. gave away some stuff. Yeah, we yeah. have a big shoe in front of us, so I don't want to. I don't want to do any more letters. I want to take a quick break, yeah. kind of pace it through, and then come yeah. back and we'll talk we'll, about the. Uh, we'll be getting into that uh, black and white stuff. So yeah. don't yeah. worry, that question will be answered. Yeah. Yes. But and more. The, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> get right into Photostock 2011. Oh yeah. Really yeah. excited about. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll be right back. When I'm assigned to shoot a guy like John Newcomb, I pack my Canon AE-1 with several lenses because I'm after more than just John's form. Creativity means capturing his intensity. Try it, John. Me? Sure. The AE-1 is so simple, you can really concentrate on your subject. About all you do is focus and click. Hey, we're back. Matt, I'm, you know, I was thrilled when you told me that you were going to Photostock 2011. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. There are so many great events that people just, like, don't yes. know about because they're at, they're not, and it's not like it's at the local level. Yes. It's and the first I've heard of this. It also, it's the first time you heard of Photos, yeah. Photostock. It also yeah. breaks the ice because it makes things much more accessible for people because you hear about Photostock 2011 in its large format and, you know. It's a, primarily a meetup in uh, Bill Schwab's greater backyard, which is really <laughs> close to uh, Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Lives in a great part of Michigan. I mean, like, you turn around and there's just a gorgeous photograph waiting to be taken especially during the summer like the beginning of summer where it when it takes place last week of june it's kind of a, a really informal way of these large format guys all coming together and having stuff to uh to talk about to shoot share prints swap them back and forth uh, learn a new technique all together bring in some uh, you know critically acclaimed photographers have them teach you the ways if you will and all, all in all have a good time and how did you first hear about Bill Schwab um, I heard about Bill from some different people on the large format forum I saw him post an ad for they, they have like a, a local thing or group like uh, meetups and events and the newest one was like this one hosted by Bill Schwab and so I clicked his his little like signature you know he puts his website in his signature I clicked it and I was like oh my god these these photographs are amazing. And a lot of Hasselblad stuff and now some new large format stuff. And I was like, oh my, this guy's a genius. <laughs> so then I it linked me over to uh, apug.org, which is you know big film community, 50,000 members. Right. You can go to local. So I, I clicked like the Midwest. Boom. In Midwest meetups, there's the photo stock. So I click that and there's a, you know, he has uh, a team that kind of puts together this uh, website for it. Really, you know, sharp looking. And you can sign up right there and you can book your hotel from there. And I just kind of dove in. And you you just hopped in your buggy. Yeah. Eight by ten camera in tow. Oh, of course. Eight by. I felt like par for the course after a yeah, while. Yeah. yeah. The, the intro before you left. You have uh, Leslie Hunsberger from Imagine That. Well, I had to stop in and get some paper and film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie is now kind of part of the FPP family. Yeah, we're gonna have to get her a badge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Term. Yeah. Oh, what's, wait. What's this? Breaking news. This is a uh, message from John Fideli. Oh. oh. He <laughs> says, "Wish I was there having fun." <laughs> so do I. Text message from uh, John. Hey. You know, we're, we envelope John in where we can. Thanks, John. Nice to hear yeah, from you. Yeah, thanks, John. Your mom says hi. Absolutely. Oh, oh. Okay, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh come man, on. That's, that's standard. So good. Right. <laughs> that's a standard your mom joke. Ply. Uh, John. <laughs> I'm always very, you know, with punctuation. Like, John, comma. <laughs> Capital, your, mom, all caps. 
very important. He has to have the emphasis. He can't bold the text message. Yeah. The mom s- <laughs> says, hi. hi. Thanks, Dan. That was a good good suggestion. Period. <laughs> Don't even ask about what we're doing here. Uh, okay, let's send that out to John. Uh, so let's let's roll in a quick soundbite yeah, before you hit yeah. the road with Leslie. Sure. Sounds great. great. Hi, everybody. Matt Marash with the Film Photography Podcast. I'm in Findlay, Ohio. I'm on my way to Photostock 2011, all the way in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. But first, I got to get my fix. So I stopped into the only local place I know to go. Imagine that, right on Sandusky Street in Findlay, Ohio. I'm here with shop owner Leslie Hunsberger. How are you doing today, Leslie? I am doing wonderful. Nothing that a few more hours of sleep wouldn't cure, but other than that, great awesome so you've got you've got quite a quite a lot of traditional stuff here Leslie what uh, what kind of stuff do you do primarily the business is involved in photographic restoration uh, video transfers and a large volume of traditional photographic supplies a little bit more about yourself Leslie you are a, a Polaroid junkie is that is that safe to say I'm a Polaroid junkie also a black and white junkie a darkroom junkie I'm looking on your counter right now you there's an SX70 just chilling just Chilling and waiting. And I've got a collection of probably everything from that original $19.95 Polaroid up to the lovely folding SX-70s. Ooh, nice. And I've seen a couple of pictures online. It looks like you, uh, you used to do some Polaroid manipulations. I loved manipulations. I did lots of them, packs and packs and packs. I just waited for a lovely warm day, my Polaroid camera, and my trusty chopstick oh chopstick did you round it off or did you just kind of let it let roll the way it was it was a it was a commercial chopstick more than a traditional eating chopstick so it was already rounded off similar to uh, a pencil point in the end but because it was lacquered it made a smooth surface that didn't damage the surface of the polaroid print and the end of it was just the right size to work on that size of a polaroid image that's just great stuff. You hardly ever see it anymore. Um, what's your take on, you know, the Impossible Project, what they're doing? They're kind of your only bastion of hope anymore. Do I dare say I nearly wet myself when I found out about the Impossible Project even starting up? And I think it's fabulous because Polaroid, uh, for me, was always more um, my creative outlet as well as that wonderful instant gratification. And the Impossible Project has just brought it all back again. Uh, we got some we got some interference in the background. Here is this. Uh, is this the the famous shop cat Schmoopy? <laughs> the hairball himself. Oh my gosh! This is a ginormous Himalayan ragdoll-looking cat. He's uh, big and furry, and definitely not allowed contact with the rest of the world because of his his troublemaking troublemaking abilities. It's uh, it's always fun. If I don't come for film or paper, I'm coming for the cat. Well, a lot of people do, and part of this troublemaking issue is that I'm still allowing him to have coffee in the morning. The vet said no, but how do you keep him out of it? <laughs> Very nice. So. Have you heard the Impossible Project announced their PX70 color shade? It's not first flush. It's not push. It's just the good stuff. What do you think? It's just fabulous that these people are uh, offering us this outlet again. You've done a great job with the shop. You can't turn around a corner 
without finding something classic, retro, and otherwise. How did you find this? I told you, this is the pioneer here. <laughs> I've done this since I was 10 years old. And also people too sometimes will clean something out and they'll bring me a bag of cameras. Um, so it's been an interest for years and it's just kind of all collected here. Well, cool. If there's any that you know that aren't going to see any use, you can always send them into the Film Photography Podcast where we can give them away. We are Polaroid Pactastic this summer. And we're giving away pack cameras every episode, two, two cameras to needy students, where we're almost edging out 100cameras.com, which donates them to students. We're, we're just crazy. It's Polaroid madness, but we take everything. We've even got, uh, we even got the host, Mike Rosso, shooting 4x5. It's great stuff. Fabulous. Actually, if I ever get a chance and go through what's here, there could just be a lovely box of cameras going that direction. Oh, well, we'd, we'd much appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot for chatting with us today, Leslie. Fabulous. Thanks so much, Matt. Hey, we're back. And I guess after you spoke to Leslie, you hit the rickety road once you picked up your supplies? Yeah, once I, once I was uh, geared up, film-loaded, I, I hit the road. It's a, it's a six-hour trip straight north from Finley, Ohio. One, one road you get on, and then you kind of like get off and hit the hills a little bit, and you're, you're there. What, what supplies did you pick up at Leslie's shop? I picked up some 120 uh, color and black and white film, and I shot some stuff on my Mamiya 645, not too much. Mm -hmm. And then I bought some paper to go along with all of the 8x10 film I was planning on shooting at Photostock. And I right. ended mm -hmm. up going through eight sheets of black and white uh, 8x10, which is pretty heavy. Do you have some what I would call BTS shots you shot at Photostock of like other guys? and like some? Do you have some, some, some stuff I have a, I have a couple BTS shots, but the ones I like were a lot of the BTS shots. They have a Flickr group. For oh, photo yeah. stock, okay. so they do. Yes, yeah, so you can go on the the fli uh, the Flickr group, and you can find shots people have been taking ever since photo stock uh, 2007. Oh, oh, Wait, what's what? this? What's this? Breaking news. That's John. John Fidelli says she's working in the dark room. <laughs> His mom. You can say it is pretty dark in there. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. <laughs> she's working. <all> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> This is maybe the only time, like, here on Earth right now uh -huh. where two guys are texting back and forth, like, busting each other's mom's chops. Like, he hasn't... Has to be. He, yeah. he hasn't struck back yet. He's going to wait until okay. I see him in person. <laughs> what was it you guys said I should text? She's working all She's right. She's working all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some people aren't going to get it. They're going to be like, they're just going to, like, tune out. Like, I'm not... You, you boys are fresh. <laughs> <laughs> She's working. W-O-R-K-N. Uh, you know, apostrophe. apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Matt. Sure. Bill Schwab, let's let's roll the uh, soundbite uh, with Bill. It's Bill's weekend. Yeah, I didn't catch up with Bill until kind of like the end of the weekend because he was like running around everywhere. It was kind of a really loose kind of come and go. There was only ever like you know ten fifteen guys in the hotel at, at once. Right. But there was there was over forty of us that showed up to the event. So right. I tried to pick pick and choose who would uh, let me interview him toward the end of the weekend. Yeah, let's get right into it. We're here at Photostock 2011, and I'm sitting here right next to world-renowned photographer, medium format, large format, now wet plate collodion photographer, Bill Schwab. Bill, how's it going today? It's going great. It's a beautiful morning. Photostock, there's a really cool a really cool vibe going around with everybody, and uh, what gave you the idea for Photostock, and just uh, a little bit about it? 
Well, uh, with Photostock, I was on a, uh, a, a film forum called APUG, Analog Photographer Users Group. Say it was about almost six years ago, I decided to have a party on my property, a 10-acre parcel of property up in uh, northern Michigan, and I put a call out on the web to, uh, or on the uh, forum for all that wanted to come and join me for a weekend and talk about our work and talk about our gear and do some photography up here in this beautiful county of Emmett County in Michigan to uh, get together and have a little bit of camaraderie. And so I put a call out. I didn't know any of these people and I think we had seven and maybe total of 14 over the weekend and we all camped out on my property, had uh, campfires and went out shooting in all the different places around here to do so and and it kind of started a little bit of something here. It seems like it. How many people are slated for this weekend? Uh, well, we had 61 registered and I'm thinking over the weekend we probably had a little over 40 that finally showed up this year. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's starting to break down now, but I really, really had a good time this year. So we're sitting behind, it looks like, just this, this makeshift trailer darkroom in this little tented setup. Can you tell me a little more about what this is? Yeah, um, several years ago I got real interested in the wet plate collodion process and uh, rather than just do what most people do with small dark boxes and, and modifications to their cars, I decided to have a trailer built for this, for the purpose. So I had a small um, motorcycle trailer built specifically with extra height in it and uh, extra seals to keep it dark and I decided to uh, add to it. So I've put in a sink and water and water pumps and uh, wastewater and lights and red lights and I can take my trailer on the road and do wet plate collodion wherever I decide to stop along the side of the road. Pretty awesome. And so there is a wet plate collodion workshop that went on earlier in the week? Yes, there was. Um, this year from the Monday to the Wednesday, we had uh, six people up at my place up here in near Cross Village, Michigan to do the wet plate workshop. So would you say, it kind of? I kind of don't get the feeling that this is a very structured, we're going here to eat, we're going to go here to shoot kind of event. Um, what, what gave you the, the inspiration to kind of keep it loose? Well, we, we had tried over the last few years to, to make it a little less loose, and we've added workshops into it. And I'd say it was 2009. We had um, Sandy King here. We had Carrot Kuklis here. We had David Eisenlord here. And we had myself and Joe Smigel. And uh, we did workshops. We did gum over platinum workshops. We did carbon printing workshops. We did um, wet plate workshops. And it was real successful, but we had probably the largest turnout at any time. I think we probably had mm, 70, 75 people at that time. And then it, because we brought in um, Shelby Lee Adams, a uh, world-famous photographer, to spend time with us and to do a presentation, we also rented a theater in town and offered locals. And I'd say we probably, you know, photostock that year had a little bit over 200 people that attended it in one way or another. And basically it got a little out of hand, and, and a lot of the original people didn't have as much fun because it didn't have that loose atmosphere. Now, the way that it came, the, the, the term photostock was termed by Dan, um, was coined by Dan Henderson, who was here this week and one of the founding members. And Dan, when we had that first one, we were all camping in the woods and fires and playing musics and things. He thought it was like a woodstock for photographers and so hence the term photostock. And so what we did this year, uh, we canceled it last year because I had had back surgery and things. And what we did this year, rather than try to make something very big and structured like uh, in the past and like some of the other um, gatherings in the country, we decided to go back to the original format of just kind of anything goes. Well, that's definitely what lured me because it seems like anybody is, is free to come and 
and go as they please. Very, very loose atmosphere. Everybody's incredibly welcoming here. It's and yeah. it's not that there's a, a it's not the same group of guys. There's a, a wide range of, of yeah. ages and formats. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, I think that it it, it draws people that are very interested in the processes and and you know I mean there's digital shooters here, there's film shooters here, but what it is it, it tends to be people that just like to get together and, and they like the camaraderie of it all. And so you know there's really no ego problems here. There's no um, you know there's basically no problems. People just uh, people have kind of heard through the grapevine or through the forums or through other people talking about it the type of event it is, and so it seems to attract people that just want to have a good time. That, that's just great. Yeah, yeah, and it continues to happen that way. You know, such as yourself and other people that came this year that were first timers, and everybody seems to get into the spirit real well. And uh, and uh, this year particularly, I think it's probably been the best one we've had since the first one in terms of fun, at least for myself. I've had a great time. I, a lot of things I, I wasn't expecting to, to do on a, you know, quote unquote, photo weekend or anything. Um, <laughs> But for, all for the good. All for the good. Some of it will uh, remain secret, perhaps. But no, it was a, it was a good time. People come on up here. I, I can almost guarantee they'll have a real good time. We we set it up here at the Birchwood Inn in um, Harbor, just north of Harbor Springs, Michigan, and they've come to love having us here every year because we help fill up their hotel. And uh, it's the type of um, establishment where they just pretty much let us do what we want, which is very nice, and they're very kind. It's even loose in the fact that, you know, we're looking across from the lobby, and there's, you know, there's, there's not several, several thousand dollars worth of photography equipment just kind of sitting there willy-nilly, oh, yeah. letting any, anybody can come in, have a go at it, take a look. There's photography magazines, portfolios. Uh, print exchanges going on. Print exchanges, portfolios. Uh, that's one of the real nice things about this is that it's taken this fairly large group of people and I've seen over the, the five, six years that we've been doing this now, I've seen people's work develop really well. I mean, very finely. You know, at first we brought up some prints and people were throwing around loose prints and now people are bringing nice finished portfolios and matted work and they're bringing news of the shows that they've gotten into or the ex exhibitions that they've had or the good fortune they've had selling their work and so it's really um it's really nice to see that I, I think what's happened is is through all of us grouping and all of us becoming friends and all of us having people to bounce things off of throughout the rest of the year um that i think it's really helped with people's um work you know it's i, I can see the progression it's pretty unbelievable actually it is. It's a really, really cool process to see that happening. And myself, you know, this is my first year. I didn't really expect to come away with anything good, but some of the spots that people are, the, the cliche spots around here are, are even just, just beautiful. And I, I can imagine myself coming back next year and just getting a feel for when, when the time and when the light's going to be right. You can get some amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, it's um, Emmett County up here in Michigan is probably one of the most beautiful parts in the country, I believe, at least in this part of the country. You know, we don't have the mountains, we don't have cliffs and things like that, but we have Lake Michigan practically right out our front door, and there's beaches, and there's, um, you know, the woods, there's swamps, there's uh, the bridges, there's up in the UP where people took, um, one of the groups on Friday took a trip up into the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and there's old lighthouses, and there's old abandoned ruins, and there's basically anything that you want to shoot and the other thing about it that's quite nice is that we do it over a span of days and so the weather changes and here we are sitting in a beautiful sunny morning but the week started with 
fog and we had fog for two of the days of the trip so that was something unique to Photostock this year where pretty much people that came had all different weather conditions to shoot in and uh, they make great use of it once again a lot of us will go to similar spots and several photographers will go to the same spot and it's been so very rare that I've seen any work come out of it that's real similar it's that's one of the beauties of it is that it really is the beauty is in the eye of the beholder so um, you know everybody comes away with something different even though we're photographing in these same spots we have a lot of listeners that you know they're they're hearing us on and off talk about I, I'm kind of like the large format guy yeah that that's part of the film photography podcast and I talk about 8 by 10 and 4 by 5 on and off uh, for anybody that's thinking about making that jump not just to film but maybe to do something a little larger do you have any advice for for folks that are doing that well for one of one thing is events like this I, I know that they're happening now more and more around the country it's good to hook up with a group of other photographers because you don't have to just jump into something cold you can come to something like this and you can see people working with 16 by 20 11 by 14 cameras um, you can see people working with various processes gum over platinum um, platinum work um, wet plate work uh, cyanotypes you name it and and it's good to be able to you when you have that camaraderie and you see other people doing things it's easier for you to get into it and then you meet other people and they can help you along and basically we're 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 really kind of growing this thing uh by means of the people that that are participating you know i mean you can you yourself you've come up here you've seen a lot of camera gear you've seen a lot of lenses you've seen a lot of different types of film and different digital cameras and you can get some sort of a sense of of what's out there rather than just having to feel your way uh, alone and it's great there's a lot of uh, a lot of very talented artists that just they, they do they have their their own unique way and it seems like even even though we're, we're all coming together we're not aiming for the same thing everybody gets something a little different out of out of the experience exactly and and another really wonderful thing about uh, events like this is that without the egos and things like that nobody's telling you that this is a better way or that's a better way or anything like that they're just presenting their way and then you can come and see what people are doing and you can kind of pick and choose your own way and, and find your own way from that this is definitely not something I would have expected from the the typical apug style meetup uh, I, I, there's a lot of uh, not horror stories but just kind of like right. y- you hear you only hear the bad experiences and it's very good to see a lot just a ton of great uh, great guys and girls coming out and just showing their work they, they check their ego at the door and right, right. they're just here to have a good time well one of the good things about that too is you're actually getting people to meet face to face and on the forums forums are a great way to find out other information as well but there tend to be a lot of egos on forums and there tend to be a certain en- element of photographers and people that kind of think they're God's gift to the process and that somebody else's information isn't really as valuable as theirs is and at an event like this where you actually have to meet somebody face to face a lot of that gets checked and and well actually a lot of those kind of people don't even show up at an event like this but the thing is is that once people meet face to face and you actually realize there's a human at the under end that you're talking to people become much more cordial and they're they open their minds a little bit more to uh, what's possible out there one thing that, that I didn't mention to our listeners and a, a thing that was most alluring to myself being a, kind of on a shoestring budget was Photostock is absolutely free yeah, basically it is. We we went to a, a format a couple of years there where we charged a um, a registration fee to try to cover some costs and things like that. But I found that even that was even a more of a problem, and it it tended to um, thin the herd, so to speak. And and rather than do that, I just wanted it to be what it is. And so we you know we don't we didn't charge a fee this year. We didn't charge any kind of a resin, um, registration fee. Um, you know, there's been some financial things, but people have helped out with that here and there, and uh, you know helped to pay for the keg of beer and stuff like that. And that's really all that need be. I mean. 
I myself am not trying to make any money off it. It helps me business-wise by, you know, um, putting the things that I do in front of people, and sometimes that works out well, and other people come back for workshops and things. But basically for me, I, I'm, I'm a real social photographer. I like to, I like this, I like this camaraderie, I like this bouncing of ideas off of people, and so I would much rather have something like that happen than try to make a couple of dollars off of it. Now, you mentioned some of your workshops, and that's the Northlight Workshops? Northlight uh, North Workshops, yes, northlightworkshops.com. And I run several workshops a year in various processes, mostly the processes that I happen to be more interested in at that time, so hence the uh, the wet plate. I've been doing wet plate for a few years now and, you know, real interested in it. It's a perfect time of year. But I also run trips up to um, Iceland uh, several times a year, and it's a real good time. It's a... Basically, I've started the company because I like the um, the social aspect, and I've, I've grown some great friends out of this event that I never, ever would have met at any other time. I can say the exact same thing. Yeah. It's it's so cool to meet so many people. And, you know, there's a couple of folks here that I've known from either Flickr or APUG or Large Format Forum, and it's it's completely different when you have a, a face with a name. Yeah, it, it really is. And, it, and like I say, it, it cuts out the uh, the animosity that sometimes happens online. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of uplifting to know that in this age where we don't really contact and, and talk with each other face to face very often that this is starting to happen and, and that we aren't just electronically zinging each other. <laughs> no, but this is definitely, you know, how memories are formed, how great, great friendships can, can start. And I really hope to uh, keep coming yeah. as long as, as well, long as this is happening. I hope you do. This is how communities are built, you know, and, and uh, you know, it started off with seven of us in the woods back in 2006. And here we are, you know, this week, I don't know, uh, 40 plus strong and I think we're still in the woods but that's okay yeah 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 and it's uh, yeah we still are in the woods uh but we've you know it's it's beautiful I'm staring out at a, at a nice horse farm right now and there's beautiful horses grazing and there's a pool and it's a lot different than hanging out in my woods sleeping in tents and and uh, using an outhouse for what we need to use it for <laughs> definitely I'm probably I'm pretty sure it's just used for uh Collodian wastewater. Collodian now. wastewater now, yes. No, it's 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 it, it truly is a good time, and uh, and like I say, communities are started this way, and the community is growing, and I hope it continues to grow, and I hope that other people take this back to their own home and create similar events. Well, that's absolutely great. Thank you very much, Bill Schwab, the most benevolent host I've uh, ever seen of a oh, workshop. No more. Thank you, Matt, for coming. It was really great to have you, and I hope you become a regular now. If you're somebody who's a smaller format shooter and might be just completely intimidated with what's going on, there's some pretty heavy processes going on here what, what do you have to say to them oh i say come on up and see it you know you don't, there's no reason that you have to do anything i mean if you've got a little point and shoot and all you do is print up prints on your little epson printer i suppose you know there's no reason that you can't come here there's nobody here that's going to make you feel like you're any less of a photographer and there's nobody that here that's going to make you feel like the process that you work with is not correct and there's nobody here that's going to make you feel intimidated in any way as you know yourself you know you can see now you know you can hear the laughter off in the background people are having a really good time and hey here the thing is is that if 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 it wasn't a good thing for your soul, people wouldn't come back. And these people come back year after year after year. Almost every one of the founding uh, members is here this year. And, and uh, you know, it continues to be that way every year. Well, that's absolutely fantastic. Thanks again, Mr. Schwab. Thank and you, Matt. I, I hope to you. see you next year. Oh, I, I really hope to see you next year. It's definitely going to happen. And when, when was this event, Matt? Uh, this event was, oh, I think it was June 24th, 25th. And 26th on the weekend. I was pretty well prepared, but I didn't even have, um, everybody else there had a print for the print exchange. You don't even have to have that. Mm -hmm. They're very cool. Right. Very welcoming. I mean, when I walked in, there was like a, like a 16 by 20 camera set up, ready oh to gosh. shoot with a giant big old brass lens from the late 1800s mm -hmm. on there. <coughs> 8 by 10 set up prints 
everywhere. It was crazy. Wet plate collodion glass plates just drying just in the lobby. A 16 by 20 camera. That's four times as big as your 8 by 10. It's insane, Dan. The stuff that people were shooting, insane. They were shooting that size film. I don't know. That camera was set up. I think it was set up for a wet plate, but there was 11 oh. by 14 film and plates being shot. 8 by 10 plates flying around. How does a photographer shooting 11 by 14 just, like, what do they shoot? There's, it's all, you, uh, you really have to like landscapes, I think, to okay. really get the most out. I mean, I don't even really consider myself like a landscape guy, but I found stuff to shoot, so it's, it's gorgeous out there. Were the guys mm. sitting around on rocks, like, because they were waiting for a specific time. A lot of those guys wait for the light. So the, mm, the, yeah. the rough schedule of any given day is get up early, like an hour earlier than you want to. Shoot. Sun comes up. You can go hang out. Everyone hangs out, talks, prints, shares. If you want to go shoot something in some nasty light, they set up like these little white tents, oh, diffusion nice. tents. And they were doing like their wet plate stuff all day. Right. And then when like sunset was kind of like coming around after dinner, we'd head out to some lo some other location. You know, and everybody was going their own place because there's like 20 different photogenic places right, in the right. area. And the little, little clicks of people would go out and shoot the sunset, come back and kind of party it up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I have a list here of the folks you spoke with. Sure. Uh, Thomas Bertelson. Uh, Tom. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Every time I mention Tom, yeah. he's. He's Dan, like, Dan like, oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. Now, what do you know about Tom, Dan? Well, Tom I met uh, through the uh, APUG discussion group, analog okay. photography user group. And uh, I, I, I was looking for a new developer because I was getting sick of HC 110, um, get, being a little too contrasty for me. Um, and, and he was the, base, long story short, he's the reason I now shoot uh, XTAL, Kodak XTAL. Oh. I use it as its own replenisher. So I, I develop it, you know, I do everything, but instead of pouring it down the drain, I pour all but 70 milliliters back into the into the um, bottle, and I put 70 milliliters of fresh stuff in there. Okay. So a little bit of new stuff, and it keeps going. Very nice. Um, and how? And, and you yeah. you corresponded with Thomas about this? Yeah. Um. We had uh. He he had already discussed about uh, Xtol and using uh it replenished so he directed me to that that uh thread he was really uh hands-on like uh it's like yeah this is how you do it he answered my questions and in, in a few uh one-on-one uh, -on -one messages and they said yeah i really want to see your results so I, oh. that was really cool of him you really know, nice guy really interested yeah. in how i a newbie was you know coming yeah. along with it and i can say from firsthand he was very welcoming to and you know myself being a newbie at the event you know he yeah. was like one of the first guys to kind of see me standing awkwardly in the corner of the room be like hey how's it going right really great guy were you dressed like a schoolboy? Did you have like a hat and the, like the it, short pants? It didn't matter. I felt like it. I felt like it. Did you feel a little intimidated at first? I was terrified, Mike. Terrified? Well, just because I knew there was going to be guys shooting there. I, I knew there was going to be guys doing like wet plate and stuff that I like could only dream. Stuff of dreams for me. Yes. And I showed up and it turns out 22 folks there were, have or were shooting wet plate collodion. Wow. That's huge yeah huge yeah, numbers yeah, like yeah. and i was like you know how do you address these guys you just say hi you don't feel like that because you feel like way lower on the totem pole and then you see some of these guys there was there was guys that had uh, platinum palladium prints there Very for nice. the print exchange i'm like oh my god yeah crazy yeah. but yeah, i eventually got around to it and i think by by saturday sunday when i really started doing the interviews came uh, came around let's let's uh, roll in the thomas Bertelson clip sure great <laughs> Uh, now, Thomas, how many years have you been uh, coming to Photostock here? 
This is my second time. I came here in 2008 and then this year. What brings you to Photostock? You know, what's had you coming back this, this second year? Well, the first time it was a lot about meeting people from the analog photographers users group and uh, other friends that I'd made over the internet uh, through that website. Uh, but the second time around it was more about coming and uh, reacquainting some old friendships and may make some new ones. Doesn't really necessarily Photoshop isn't necessarily a you know all analog or all digital kind of kind of thing, but it does seem like there's a whole lot of analog photographers here. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Bill Schwab is the organizer of the event, and he participates at APUG, and he started advertising Photostock at APUG. So it started out being an event mostly with film shooters, and I think what's happened is that other people have found out word of mouth or because they know Bill, or they have perhaps maybe progressed a little bit as a photographer to including digital in their workflow. Um, so what, what specifically do you like to shoot? You know, what keeps you coming back to Photostock? I have a knack for photographing water. And there's definitely a lot of that around here. Lake Michigan has a lot of water in it, and there are also a lot of fascinating lakes. I like to come back to different places, and I think that if you revisit your favorite spots is when you get your best photographs and so coming back to a place that you really loved uh, can yield some really important and, and fantastic results that it becomes a development on the theme but you sort of refine it and the water has a very strong at attraction to me I, I love being near it just the sound and all of that and in my photographs I try to describe how I feel being near water. Wow, that's that's intense. So, what uh, what kind of format what formats do you shoot typically? Uh, everything and anything. But I've um, acquired um, a fascination with the 35 millimeter format again, after having explored a lot of medium format and sheet film. I came back to 35 um, because of its simplicity and also because of the challenge of printing the small negative is something that makes me work harder and I think therefore my results are better. Wow, that's well that's absolutely great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I hope to hope to see you at Photostock uh, next year. I hope so too. Thank you very much. Thanks. Next gentleman up uh, is someone named Mark O'Brien. Oh yeah, Mark. Mark is a really friendly guy to talk to, very knowledgeable. He was shooting a lot of 35 millimeter. He had, he, I think he had a Canon AE-1 on him the whole weekend, kind of documenting everything. Documenting the, the Yeah. Weekend. That's great. Took some great shots. And he wasn't out of place, because it's so welcoming, right? It, very much so. Everybody was so cool. And he he's a seasoned veteran of uh, the photo stock. And he's even on... He's on Flickr. He's got his website he talks about. He's even a moderator for the iShoot film group on Flickr. Really? So really knowledgeable guy. Huge. huge. 70,000 or something? Like if you post a picture, it's gone in a second because so many people post immediately after. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah there's no chance of finding it. Yeah. Yeah. Once a month. They're very kind over there. Once a month, they post the FPP announcement of the new show. Oh, good. So, yeah. Let's, uh, let's roll in the Mark O'Brien clip. Cool. Great. What is what is Photostock to you, Mark? For me, it's a way to get to connect with a lot of people um, in photography. That some are local, some are not. Um, look at what people are doing, and also just have a good time and, and go out and do a little bit of shooting with some friends. I see you've got a 
35 mil camera um do you any other formats you tend to bring um this year i brought a mamiya 645 um most of my shooting is with 35 millimeter a lot and uh but i like doing medium format but it's it's not my uh my major gear that I bring with me all the time. Not, not very much about the gear for you, just kind of the, the camaraderie and everything? Well, you know, the, it depends on this year. Every year I try to do something different. Some years I brought a, a Pentax 6x7 or a Hasselblad or something, and I try to make myself use, bring up a different system just to use it more. For me, it's a way of trying some things out and uh, giving some old gear some love. Very cool. That, well, that's what we're all about at the Film Photography Podcast. You can send us uh, a camera that you're not using, uh, some film, and we just, we kind of recycle it. We're donating donating cameras we're getting them in right now we have over 50 boxes just sitting oh my god to uh to recycle give away sometimes um new ones that we buy we'll uh, put up on the fpp store and we just we have have so many people that are interested in just getting their feet wet film wise any suggestions for folks like that my suggestion is is to go and find a fairly basic camera and have fun with it don't worry so much about all the little gear that you might have to get or all the intricacies i mean we all started at some time i think the more basic a camera is the more you'll, you'll actually learn about the, the photographic process and take it and take it slow you don't have to know everything at once go to a library get a book and talk to your friends go on the on on the forums online and see what's going on there's lots of people out there with lots of experience can be very helpful. Well, cool. Uh, Mark O'Brien, where can we find some more of your work? Well, you can find me at randomphoto.blogspot.com. That's my usual blog where I post uh, the cameras I've been working with and uh, sample shots from them. And um, also up on Flickr, uh, MFO Photos is my Flickr handle. And uh, also on the I Shoot Film group, I'm one of the moderators there. Oh, wow. Great. We take a lot of uh, what FPP does on Flickr from the I Shoot Film group. It seems to work, but we're, we're a little smaller. We're not quite to 70,000 yet. That's a good thing. Smell is good, I think. Yeah, th- well, that's kind of the, the whole feeling here at uh, Photostock 2011. So great talking to you, Mark, and I'll hopefully see you again next year. Okay, I hope so too. When you were re- recording sound uh, bites for, for this show at the uh, Photostock 2011, did you sort of hang out a day or so before starting to do interviews? Like, just yeah, to I get did. The feel? Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. I felt like it was kind of like I, was, I wanted to give devote a whole day to like becoming one of the right. of the indigenous people yep. and, <laughs> and then get yeah get to know everybody and it, well it was just impossible feat but i got to know a couple of a couple of guys really well and just get friendly and relaxed with shooting because i was like right. oh my god running around trying to like what do i shoot how much do i shoot and by by late saturday early sunday i was like oh all right let's just get these interviews done with right. <laughs> did you did it feel comfortable or did do you feel pressure? I mean, did you feel like, oh, man, I, you know, I really have to get these interviews? You, you well, it's just, FPP. I got to, yeah, I can't yeah. lay anybody down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, um, I mean, it, it's going to an event. I mean, it gets to, it's sort of like, uh, you know. At, at what point do you stop having fun at the event to document the event? Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. sure you had a little yeah. list. Of, yeah. Oh, I, I, kinda, I, really well, I had like a list, in my, a list in my head. And, right. And then it's like, like a reporter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, but it was kind of one of those things I was like, I didn't expect it to be as good or as catered to you know my style of shooting and my kind of yeah. my kind of people that I was like finding myself less and less time to record because I was like I want to hang out with these guys more yeah. <laughs> right uh, next on the list was uh, Andrew Moxham oh Andrew oh so great guy yeah. yeah he's uh recently he did a lot of medium format work and now he's like knee deep in wet plate collodion gorgeous oh, right. gorgeous right. images and he's on the large format forum and I think he also has a Flickr page so Maybe wow. that's where I know him from, large format. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty tight-knit community. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's take a listen. I'm here next to Andrew Moxham, and we're, what am I looking at in this 
this tray, this gorgeous piece of uh, black aluminum? Uh, well, it's actually a 6x8 um, alumatype um, image of Bill Schwab, the, uh, the, uh, the mind and the... Uh, the matter behind all of the photo stock events that's been going on for the last four years. So the, the, I'm just looking at a stunning image here. Um, can you just give me a little, little more information about what you do, what you, uh, what you've been doing? I see you running back and forth. You're a little bit out of breath from uh, ru running back and forth to the car. What's going on? So I have a, a little mobile um, dark box set up in the back of the car, uh, and with this process, it's wet plate. So you um, you basically need to have uh, access to a dark space so you can basically pour your plate, develop it while, while, while it's still wet, and you've got a very, very short working time for that. So you have to set up your shot and collaborate with, with the sitter about how you want them, and then when you, you, know, you go pour your plate, after it's sensitized, you run back, take the image, and then run back to your dark box, and that's where you start processing and washing the plate. And it's, and it's a, a 19th century process that... Um, yeah, it's one of the older processes, isn't it? Correct. Uh, and it's just phenomenal. The, 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 the results that you get are just like nothing else I've ever seen. And it was Bill himself that kind of inspired me to start, to start getting into this. And um, this is something that um, I've needed. I've needed to change um, in direction and pace. And I've been shooting film for years, but this is just so hands-on totally different and it's just a blast. Well, I can tell you this is definitely not helping my uh, gas or my gear acquisition syndrome. I'm starting to amass my own wet plate kit, and I'm getting very interested in this, and this is this is definitely the, the most gateway of all the photographic processes. All I can say is you've been warned. <laughs> I've been warned. <laughs> is it a slippery slope? Am, am I just going to, like, move off the grid and have, live in a log cabin, no electricity? <laughs> um, pretty much. Um, <laughs> you'll start the, the, uh, looking out for different lenses and you, you'll look at cameras the old cameras and the old stuff in a completely different light because you're you're after them now and um once the search starts it's you go down the rabbit hole pretty quickly <laughs> oh no that's that's definitely not good so andrew um i i know some of your fa fabulous work that ends up on the large format photography forum where can we find more about you uh, more of what you do i i do have a website it, it, i'm kind of um a slow learner when it comes to the web I, I i work in technology every day and it's not something that i really want to focus on so this is kind of your way to slow down really it, it is I, i've been um, a network computer geek for um over over 20 years and th this is this is my relaxation this is basically turning turning off the, the, the you know the flow of work that you get you know into and um, just to, to relax and, and decompress great and uh, how many years have you been coming to photostock uh, what what is photostock to you I've been this is my third time here um, and it, it's basically just a gathering of like-minded people it's laid back there's no pressure and it's just a really great environment seems to energize everybody they get psyched for it for the you know build up to, to June and they go home refreshed and it's just amazing to watch all the creativity and watch everybody evolve after an event like this so definitely and I, I'm going to have to bring my absolute best print next year for the print exchange in hopes that I could get be lucky enough to get one of your original Illumintype images. Oh, They're well, just thank you. spectacular. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, do you think there's any chance that I could get a FPP sneak under under the uh, homemade darkroom? What's going on? Maybe watch a plate being poured, well, something well, like I'm that? A, I'm actually I'm tearing it down right now. So you can see, you can, you know, I'll be opening it up so you can see when I'm, when I'm pulling the thing down, you know, what's involved. Oh, fabulous. Well, Andrew Moxham, thank you very much again. You actually travel a long way here too, right? Yeah, it's 550 miles. Uh, trek and it, it was worth it you just keep coming back oh yeah i mean it, it's it's worth it every year I, I get psyched about this this thing um way in advance when i know it's on and and it's just a great build up and 
great fun. Awesome. Thank you very much. And I'm sure the listeners here that have even never heard of this process are thinking about this process. It's just, it's so awesome to, to see in real life. And what you see on the web is, is equally spectacular, but nothing like seeing it in person. No, it, it, that, that's the beauty of this process is everybody just gets so pumped when they see the image come up in the tray. It's like being a kid in the dark room. You see your first print, but this happens All again and again and again. And, and, and each one is unique. Each plate is different and they they have their own flaws and, and um, beauty and they, they stand on their own as, as objects not just uh, you know a two-dimensional um, sheet they just come alive I just love, love the look of the clothing image during this event, Matt, uh, where did people stay? Was there like a large format hotel? Yeah, well, when you go to the Photostock <laughs> website, there's pretty much like one hotel where we all kind of like converge, and it's the uh, Birchwood Inn okay. in Harbor Springs, Michigan. It kind of reminded me of like, you remember the original Parent Trap movie where they're staying the camp? Kind of original Parent Trap. You're talking about like the 1960s yeah, Disney movie? Yeah, the 1960s Disney Parent Trap. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. You kind of like go up a level and then you go in the door and there's a door on the other end, two yep. ways to get in. That's kind of what it felt like. It's kind of cool and there's like an open courtyard in the back, kind of like okay. a giant horseshoe. And then like the, lob- the lobby's like the bottom of the horseshoe and got all our cameras and stuff there. But it felt real safe because you're almost in the middle of nowhere. Right, right. <laughs> right on the lake. It was great. You, you said large format hotel. I th- Immediately I thought of the hotel from The Shining. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Large format. Now the hotel rooms, like, was the bathtub shaped like a developing tray? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they weren't that into it, but the hotel was really welcoming because they'd done it a couple years prior That's too. Great. So I see you have an interview with uh, James Melano. Yeah, great guy. Wedding shooter, film shooter on the side, does a little large format, medium format, very knowledgeable. Um, um, a real film guy. Real film guy, yeah. So he does he does some digital. But he he works film in there, and he does a lot of kind of cool uh, throwback uh, pinup stuff. Very nice. With uh, in black and white, and it looks really cool. Let's take a listen. I'm sitting next to James Melano, a very talented multi-format photographer, portrait photographer, wedding photographer, you name it. He's pretty darn good at it. James, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Um, I'm recovering from the weekend. Photographers can be a rowdy bunch. Uh, very much so. I- I'm seeing a lot of that this weekend, but it's all good fun. So uh, how many years have you been coming to Photostock? Uh, I think since about 2007. Oh, wow. So you're like almost the, uh, the original bunch. Yeah, not quite. I missed it by one year. But yeah, it was neat. I came up here originally and it was just like a bunch of photographers hanging out with Bill Schwab. Very cool. And you know, while everybody kind of gets their own little thing out of Photostock, what's Photostock to you? Um, It's really like a gathering of uh, friends pretty much now. And a lot of them are extremely talented in what they do. Everybody seems to have like a sort of niche that they that they sort of specialize in. And uh, if you have any questions about that, you can ask anyone anything and uh, you can find out more than you, you do. Uh, it's hard to explain, but it's a phenomenal wealth of knowledge here. And It really is. And shooting experience. There is so much in Northern Michigan to wander around and shoot. I mean, we, got, we have lakes and uh, you know historic buildings, abandoned structures, rural exploration, um, whatever you're into pretty much it, it's it's up here so how long have you been shooting and uh, analog specifically um, I started with analog in 2001 oh, wow. I, my, my uh, I started with a, a honeymoon in Italy and came back and everybody loved uh, my work I, I, I visited a website on travel photography before I went ever everyone was like well you should look into doing this like professionally or something and now it's 2011 and that's pretty much what I do 
<laughs> oh, that, that's great. Any any suggestions for somebody that, you know, they're kind of on the fence about maybe want to do a workshop, maybe want to do some kind of a photo gathering themselves or participate in one? If you want to participate in one, just, you know, find one in your area. I know there's, um, on APUG, they have regional forums and people post like what's going on and, you know, just go. When I first started, I had a 35 millimeter camera and I, I didn't print my own work. I didn't go in a dark room. I got in over my head really fast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, since then, you know, I've had, I bought a medium format camera, my Bronica. I've got, um, four by five that I shoot and uh, it, it, the rabbit hole is deep. Yeah, you had a pretty sweet little camera I, I saw the other night. I mean, we were, we were mainly partying around the thing, but what uh, what little camera was that? Oh, the Pilot 6? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's the camera that the Great Wall camera was built off of. It's uh, a It was originally designed in the 30s by a German company in Dresden, and uh, it does 6x6 or 6x4.5, and it looks like a, one of those little box cameras, like an Ansco Shore Shot, but it's actually an SLR with four shutter speeds, aperture... It's a great little travel camera, and sort of when I'm feeling lazy, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great little camera. Everybody has their own little unique gems that they bring to this. What's your uh, What's your favorite part of Photostock? I, I think all of the photographers just getting together and having fun. It's, it's really a good time, and I, I do like... Um, just rolling around northern Michigan with a bunch of people and cameras in the car. Yeah, you know, it was actually great in state, you know, personally, because we rode around with you, uh, Kieran, and who was the young lady we were around with? Uh, Melissa, I believe. Oh, yeah, and we, I mean, we just went everywhere. We went to all the, the cliche spots that were on your GPS. <laughs> maybe I can, uh, maybe I can steal it for next year. Um, definitely. I, I have a map um, I can send you the link to that uh, outlines a lot of uh, places of interest in northern Michigan to take photos and has some... Um, examples of photos that were taken in that spot linked. Yeah, it was it was great getting to know a lot of different uh, photographers that just they're doing their own thing, and just they're really you know they're proud of their work and they're they're really open to seeing other people's work. It's just a it's a unique experience, but especially if you're somebody that just kind of sees what's going on online and you're kind of intimidated by it, really. Yeah, every it's kind of weird how everybody like has a different thing that they're into from like 11 by 14 cameras, and we've had people up here with uh, I want to say 12 by 17, like huge cameras. And there's also people that are into the Minox and spy cameras and and just you know wet plate lift people. I mean, it, it, you name it. And and, you know, there's Tom Overton does coffee prints and it's, it's a very diverse, uh, you know, considering it's just analog photography, it's, it's an extremely broad subject matter. Well, very cool. Uh, thanks a lot. And is there anywhere we can go to see your work? Um, you can see my work at darkroomist.com, like darkroomist.com. It's like one who works in a darkroom. <laughs> There we go, keeping it simple. Um, do you have any uh, Flickr or APUG we can see on? If you do a search for JMX Photo, you'll find a lot of my stuff. Oh, um, JMX Photo, okay. Yeah, it's on. I've got it on Flickr, um, Smug Mug, uh, I don't know, Model Mayhem, DeviantArt, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I hope to see you again next year. Great talking to you, and um, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, yep, I will definitely be here. Is there a meetup next year, Matt? There's going to be, uh, as far as I know, there's going to be a photo stock 2012. Oh, photo stock And it should be the same last week of, uh, last weekend of June. Now, Dan, have you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked that you haven't, like, jumped out of your seat right now. Have you thought about going to this photo stock? I'm thinking about it now. I mean, remember, I just, I just learned about this. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, 
Hopefully, I'll be able to swing a trip up. Michigan's kind of far. But, really? Uh, yeah. I, I might be able to fly somewhere. I think a lot of folks listening to FPP are going to, this is their first discovery of knowing what photo stock is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. How many years has this been going on? This has been going, this was the fourth or fifth year, I think. So. Oh, still okay. kind of young. Yeah. It's yeah. fairly new. Yeah. And it, before it became an official thing, it was still kind of like an informal meetup at like Bill's house. Okay. So, and that's been going on since like 05. So it's, it, I mean... A very tight-knit group of guys, but it's grown, and then it grew kind of out of control in years past, and then it kind of shrunk back down, and now it's kind of to its, back to its roots. This was like the, the loose year. When did it transition over to a hotel and that kind of thing? I think they said 2007. Wow. So it's, it's been going on long enough, yeah. <laughs> and is, uh, the, is the site up already for 2012? Uh, I think the site for 2011 is still kind of like culminating, and you okay. can see user photos and everything. So on the um, Photostock uh, Flickr group, are there images that you guys took? That yeah, there's like images? I think there's like 30 members, and they're they're all posting stuff because not everybody that's there is, is on Flickr. There's a, a broad range of of age as far as shooters too. Right. I was one of the youngest. No, I was the I was one of the youngest there. <laughs> I think I was either the or the youngest or the second youngest there. You uh, did an interview with uh, Kieran Bot. Oh yeah, he's a he's an FPP listener. Oh, as soon as I wow. as soon as oh. I told him I Imagine was going that. to Photostock. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, he was all excited that he knew uh, somebody from FPP was coming. Oh, that's great. So and he, he listens to the podcast twice a month when it's out. Oh, that's awesome! I'm I'm really happy. And I'm he's really a thrilled. a 35, 120, nice. sometimes Polaroid. Nice. Uh, and mainly a four by five. Mainly four by five. Very four nice. Five. Yeah. Let's let's uh, listen to the interview. I'm here with a, a prior fan of the Film Photography Podcast. He contributes on Flickr. He's a contact of mine. Awesome, medium, large format, alternative process photographer, Kieran Bott. Welcome. Thank you. What is, uh, what is Photostock to you? Uh, Photostock is a nice event where you know, a group of people with similar interests uh, get together and uh, don't feel like weirdos and you know get together on gate and uh, just hang out and shoot. Great. How long have you been uh, coming to Photostock? This is my second year. Last year technically there was no Photostock. It was just Rogue Stock and uh, I had so much fun and uh, I had to come back this year. Yeah, I, I, you know, I heard you talking a little bit about it on the uh, on a Flickr group and on APUG and large format forum and it just it really intrigued me, and it's it's great to hear that there's there's already some listeners of the podcast that are here. Uh, how long have you been uh, listening to the podcast? Uh, I've li- I like I have all the podcasts on my iPod, and I listen to it once in a while driving, and uh, sometimes at work, you know, uh, just uh, to see what's going on. And uh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, and it's really fun to watch your show and listen to your show. Well, thanks. It's it's much appreciated, and we're trying to get you know some more people here from Photostock listening to it and contributing. And it's it seems like everybody's just so cool here. I, I don't know. It's like I don't even I'm not even typically you're kind of like landscape guy, but I just something about it up here. I love shooting just the the atmosphere. I I think this part of Michigan is really beautiful. Always the blue skies and uh, when the sun goes and it's like really red purple tones and. Uh, you're crazy about that purple last night. He was like, he was, you wouldn't believe it, ladies and gents. He was like, he was giddy. He was, he was like, like constant, like insane smile on his face. And he's like, come on guys, the purples, they're out. They're out. I got my Velvia. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get my six by 12 back out. We got to get out to that water. It was, he was just absolutely giddy. Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I really appreciate the Velvia goodness as they call it. And it's, it's something, uh, I'm yet to say in digital, so I, I can't reproduce it in, in any of the media. So. 
That's great. And recently, uh, I think I saw you posted you had a, a, a 4x5 Polaroid back loaded up with a Fuji FP100C. Yes, that is uh, that is really a great film. And especially uh, if you're doing a lot of uh, stuff where you need to see instant, like uh, Graflex uh, 178, like shallow depth of field kind of stuff. I really love that film. Uh, yeah, you're into that Aero Ektar lens, aren't you? The super uh, wide, the super fast stuff. Yes, super fast. Uh, the shallow depth of field, that, that's just so much fun. So... I love it. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's great. So, uh, Kiran, definitely going to see you next year? Absolutely. Hopefully I see you too. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to be bringing a print next year because I feel bad. I was kind of like scouting it out, feeling it out, seeing, well, does anybody want a bad print that I would make? But, you know, <laughs> everybody is just, it's so it's so lax. It's so chill here. I just, I, I love it. Yes, I, I, I was in a hurry and I didn't bring any prints. Uh, I absolutely cursed myself for that. But uh, I'd, I'd love to bring some prints next year and uh, share it with everybody. Well, how about you trade me? I'll trade you my uh, my Fujiroid if you trade me yours. You know that we took yesterday. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll do that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, um, where can we find uh, some more of your stuff, Karen? Uh, I'm on Flickr. Uh, I want to say I don't remember my ID on Flickr because I just log I, on. I think, it. I think it's just your name. Yeah, it's it's Karen Butt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that works. Thanks a lot for uh, giving us a little spot, and uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you again next year. Yeah, thank you for interviewing me. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. We just try to have a lot of fun here on the Film Photography Podcast, so uh, thanks a lot. Hey, it's Mike Rosso. I'm here in the FPP studio with Matt and John. Hey. I'm here to talk about the Film Photography Store. That's right, Film Photography Podcast. We have our own store, filmphotographystore.com. And if you have been thinking about getting a Polaroid camera, whether it's a Polaroid Pack camera, like the Color Pack 2, or the Polaroid 420 camera, that's Matt's camera. Oh, yeah, it's a great camera. Or maybe you want a Polaroid one-step close-up camera, a Polaroid impulse camera. Maybe you need some FP100C. Maybe you need some the elusive FP100B. Oh. Maybe you need some expired Polaroid, Polaroid Polo 108 film. I think I might. Yes. Filmphotographystore.com help support the guys at FPP to keep these shoes coming your way. Yes. Filmphotographystore.com, thank you very much. Now get over there. Mm, That's right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we're back, and uh, this has been awesome, Matt. I'm so thrilled that you, uh, you know, went to Photostock and, and spent the time doing the recording. Oh, well, thanks. It was, it was great. I mean, it's not like one thing that I will mention is Photostock. I don't know if it has been uh, had an admission charge in years past, but once you pay for the hotel, it's just kind of like everybody getting together, you know? Right. And it's there's very... Uh, it's just a relaxed atmosphere. It's come and go as you please. Any anxiety melted away. Oh, as soon as I was there, yeah. Sounds like the FPP meetups. It, it does, and that's what I, I really liked. There was an FPP vibe, and it was among shooters that I thought were going to be really uptight. And we are like, oh, who's yeah. this kid? Right. Yeah, but it wasn't like that at all. You, you know what the strange thing is? You know, this, this feeling, like the feeling of the Midwest meetup and the UK FPP meetup. And uh, when we met up in the FP, FPP UK, uh, we met up at the Lomography store, mm-hmm. and yeah. they had their own uh, workshop going on. They were actually going on a field trip to shoot, mm-hmm. and it's 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 so cool because re- regardless if you're shooting toy cameras or shooting like massively large format cameras, the vibe is the same. It is, it yeah. is and I think it's 
It has to be that they're film shooters. Really, yes. it yeah. has to be because I don't get that vibe yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. You know, you you look on these uh, forums online, you might start to think that uh, the two camps are at war with each other. You know, lamography versus large format pristine photography. And I pristine. think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, we're sort of uh, pulling back the veil and seeing that uh, we're not uh, so different. We're not so different, you and I. Yeah. yeah. The last interview you did on the uh, recording was, uh, how do you pronounce this, Dan, Dan Siebold? Oh, Dan and uh, Silke Siebold. Yes, yeah. yes. Here with Dan Siebold and Silke Siebold, and they're also uh, first-timers to Photostock, right? We came last year, Cynthia the first time here, but um, it was not official. But we Rogue Stock, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's the first official Photostock for us. Very cool. And uh, what do you guys like to shoot? I like to shoot abandoned buildings um, all over the world. And since I live close to Detroit, it's I have a good, pretty big variety of shooting the abandoned buildings. So you guys were into it before it was like mainstream, right? Way before it was mainstream. Yes. We were one of the trailblazers in Detroit, yeah. yeah. We had a good talk about that last night, so we won't get too much into it. But uh, So what, what else? Uh, so how did you hear about Photostock? Well, friends of ours, we have a little photo group in um, suburbs of Detroit, and they were here through APUG, and uh, they told us about it, and that was two years ago, and we missed the event, and then they dragged us up here a couple of weeks later just to sort of re-replicate what these guys did, go back and reshoot and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, it's a pretty cool area, and then we came back last year, and it kind of turned into Rogue Stock, and this year was the first official one, and it's actually, it's pretty awesome, it's a lot of cool people. Yeah, they didn't exactly drag you here this year, not kicking and screaming or anything. So uh, what do you guys, um, what, what you like to shoot? Um, how about formats? Like, what, what do you normally practice? I, most of the time, I shoot medium format, 6x6. Six six, and I do my own developing and my own printing. In and they're, the and they're, they're self-portraits, right? Yes. Very, very gorgeous colors. Um, uh, just the, the the quality of the self-portraits. And you, we can find you on Flickr, right, yes. Silke? my Flickr name is Silke S. Very cool, very cool. And uh, just the, the prints, there's nothing like when you when you see them in person. And uh, Dan, wh what do you shoot uh, primarily? Well, I, I started with the abandoned buildings, so I'm kind of more interested into architectural, uh, preferably 1920s-style architecture. So I have, uh, because of this, a 4x5, and it's nicely corrected. Some of the things I do is also digital because I do light painting, and the uh, reciprocity of film would be just sometimes outright. I mean, I've exposed for an hour a sheet, and it's still underexposed. So some of those things are shot digitally, but mostly the new work I do is exclusively 4x5, nothing else. That's very cool. And, like, the light painting kind of like where you, like, uh, build your exposure in, in, like, an abandoned kind of place, and you just kind of light it progressively, that kind of thing? or Yeah, even though I shoot digital, I treat it as film, so it's all in camera, nothing is Photoshop most of the time. I try to get it in one shot, which ends up being, like, for uh, exposure, for one exposure, sometimes I spend up to two hours in one room because I like to start with pitch black rooms and just kind of light paint everything. And, and, and it takes a long time, like, let's say, like doing theaters that hold up to 25, 3,000, 4,000 people. Wow, it's just it's simply amazing. Now, I know we can't find too much of your work uh, on, online, but what can we find? I There's a website I have that's been posted recent more recently i used to uh not post any of my work off detroit just because it got out and too many people showed and it got shut down and stuff like that but recently it's in danceable.com i have the website there's some of my detroit work and uh what i've done in cuba or uh, not the current work i do because for the same reasons as what happened to detroit i tried to protect it and once the 
project will be finished in a year, I'll start posting and exhibiting about the new work. Well, one thing I can say firsthand about uh, about you both, true artists, commitment to the medium, and just um, just a kind of a, a unwritten honor code, um, um, you know, amongst fellow photographers, and the way you treat it is truly not seen that much anymore in, in digital when it's so easy to post um, the coordinates and everything. And when we were talking earlier in the weekend, um, Silke reminded me that you're friends with um, a good friend of the Film Photography Podcast. Is that right? Yes, but I know her through Model Mayhem and know her from Flickr. Very cool. And um, the, of course, who we're talking about is the Polaroid Pactastic photographer using the 420 land camera, April Lee Hutchinson. She's uh, a big fan of the podcast. We interviewed her back last November, and it's just people love hearing about her, love seeing her work, and it's just it's just another what we what we do best at Film Photography Podcast. We um, encourage multiple formats. Just do what you love. Get out there and do it. Talk to get in get in touch with people who do it, and um, it's just great. Um, so what uh, for each of you guys? What is um, what is Photostock to you? It's a get to together of a lot of crazy, nice, wild people having a good time, do a little shooting and just meet people, see what they do, get inspired. It's definitely inspiring. It's, yeah, it's a blast. It's a very good time. Yeah, I, I, a side note, the, uh, the partying is pretty... Photographers party hard. <laughs> you party hard, right? Exactly, and you guys must work super hard because we were doing some we were doing some partying. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. Last night was a little crazy, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, what I like personally about Photostock was the experience with wet plate. It is very hard to uh, get your hands on and and see it right in front of you and stuff like that. So this was this was perfect to get like a introduction to wet plate and just see how it's done and what you can do with it and what it looks like. And it's actually it's fantastic. I'm 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 a, I'm a sharpness freak. Same here. So, and uh, once I used to push myself and shoot like uh, S670 Polaroids and manipulate them just because so I can push the boundaries and say, okay, this photo is not going to be about sharpness and detail. It's going to be the opposite. And I think the next step for me would be wet plate as well. I definitely want to get my hands wet and dirty and try it. I'm definitely intrigued about the, uh, the process in that if you do it right and you're shooting on like black glass or something, the, if you do it right, that's your print right there. That's, I mean, there's, there's nothing more to the process. So you have to be, you know, so precise. And I think that goes really hand in hand with what you like the uh, get it right the first time in camera yes yeah that's exactly what I like yeah I mean, even though like I said earlier I should I used to shoot more digital than I I'm on uh, uh, I have a, a film-based education so I everything I everything I shoot it's treated as film so that's what I like about what played as well I mean like you said I mean if you screw it up you screwed it up there's no going back <laughs> and it's not like a, it's not a very cheap screw up when it happens but you know you never do it again usually <laughs> Well, yes, but it's, uh, I don't see it as a money issue. I think it's, if it's fun and it looks great, it, that's the way it's got to be. And if it costs, it costs, whatever, you know. So any cost, anything for the yeah. look, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and the nice thing about it is uh, even though uh, I do a lot of work in Photoshop and stuff like that, there's no plug-in so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we like to hear. But, you know, we, we encourage, do what, do what you love on Film Photography Podcast. And it's just great to talk to two incredibly inspired enthusiastic folks and i mean just everybody here has been so cool and for for a first timer as well at the official photo stock it's it's great and do you have any advice maybe silka for somebody that's 
you know, not sure if they want to do a, a photo meetup or, you know, they're talking to these people on APUG and they want to meet up. What, what, what's, uh, what would somebody who's a first timer do? Well, just show up and be part of it. It's like you're not an outsider, even if you it's you here for the first time, you included in the group. That, that's great. It's just uh, it's good to hear from you know other first timers as well. And you know we another thing we encourage is don't be scared. Don't be scared about it. No, just I mean we it's it's all the same family, right? Everybody's interest has the same interest in photography. Right? Would it be some very old process or something new, or maybe even digital and stuff like that? But it's all the same folks. I mean, you show up here as a first time and you're instantly part of the family. It's no big deal, you know, and it's, that's, that's really nice about Photostock. And it's not a huge uh, event yet where you're one out of 5,000 or something like that. No, definitely not. It's very, you know, there, there were a lot of people this weekend, but you, you get to know a few folks very, very well, and it's, it's very intimate. Yeah, it is. It's really, and it's a nice environment, too. You have, you have the landscape. You can go out shoot. You go out shoot in a small group, in a big group. You could sleep the whole day. It's whatever <laughs> you like to do. It's really easygoing, fun weekend. And it has very cool locations around here, and even if you're first time and you don't know your way around, a lot of people either hang out and just talk or... Uh, shoot right here at the Birchwood Inn or go out like everything is sort of a five to ten mile radius and then you shoot there and if even if you're new or you don't know the locations you just tag up with somebody and just go out and do it and people are I mean they that's how we got the first locations around here people showed us stuff you know it's not a big secret thank you very much both for for being on the FPP and hopefully this is very very encouraging <laughs> yes thanks a lot it was a pleasure yeah awesome guys thrilled that you uh, not only you know you went to the meetup uh, it's not like you wrote a blog about it you know or you went to the meetup and you know it's hanging doing your thing you brought a sound recorder and you actually you know put this down so that all of our listeners can can hear what it was like and how cool everybody is oh yeah and i think if, if people listen they can probably hear that like you know, from the time I'm getting started to the time I interview Bill and, you know, everybody else, that I'm kind of, like, laxed up about it, right. too, that I'm, I'm more positive about the experience. And it really yeah. is, I'm, I'm not hamming it up. It was just yeah. a really loose, fun time. Right. Well, thanks very much. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, that's not all. That's not all. We're going to keep the show going. We're going <gasps> to talk about you guys in the dark room. Awesome. Uh, we're going to talk about some dark so room. So fun. Yeah, we'll be right back. Second excitement. It's everywhere. Do you have your Polaroid color pack camera? Hey, this is Mike Rosso, Film Photography Project. I'm here in the studio with John and Matt. Hello. Hello. Here, here to tell you about our eBay auctions. Help support FPP by visiting our auction pages. Awesome auctions because they start at 99 cents. 99 cents? That's right. So we really need your participation. 
We're having our Polaroid Packtastic Summer Celebration, and every weekend I'm grabbing two pack cameras, one Polar Plastic Fantastic. That's a Polaroid pack camera that's all plastic, and I'm also bringing one of the much sought after Polaroid 100 series glass lens cameras. I would like you to visit our eBay page to see what we have, and maybe you would like to own one of my cameras from my vast, vast inventory. My Polaroid vault of cameras. Go to myworld.ebay.com slash that's forward slash film photography project. That's myworld.ebay.com forward slash film photography project. Stop by weekly to see what we're offering. Thanks a lot. Thanks for supporting FPP. Hey, we're back. Wow. I'm thrilled to be here today to talk about working in the darkroom. We've gotten some uh, questions from our previous YouTube video where we unearth, unbox the Crown Graphic 4x5 camera. And a lot of the questions were, Well, how do you get the film out of the camera and how do you develop it? So we, we have answers to that as well as just a general, the darkroom. And I'm very happy to have Matt Mirage and uh, Dan Domi here, who in the Finlay University darkroom, which is a beautiful facility, by the way. Well, thank you. Oh. And we shot some video. Uh, Matt, t- tell us a little bit about what was going on in the darkroom. Sure. Joey K shot, so so folks at home watching the video can know what, what's what's happening here. Okay. Well, when we first got in there, yeah. I was like, well. Who has some black and white film? We all started to kind of raise uh, our hand, yep. and uh, we, we pulled the film together. Dan? I we, had we some 35mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike had some 35mm. Yes. Uh, uh, 120. Uh, Tom and Chris had some 120. I yeah, think. so I, I, sent, uh, I sent Dan away in the dark. We did some video, and then yeah. Dan started doing his black and white film. I would lo- loaded the film into the, into the uh, Patterson tank. Right, okay. Yeah. And then I loaded mine up, and then we just kind of started developing at the sink. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, pour in the developer, you know, uh, turn it upside down. Agitate it. Agitate it. How would folks at home know exactly what to do? We had D76 yeah. on hand, okay. and we were using it yeah. stock, and you can find those those formulas pretty much everywhere. Kodak right. has a data sheet for D76. You can go on to the massive dev chart online, and they have times and temperatures for everything mm-hmm. you could ever imagine. You can go on YouTube. And find some other videos. What, when you say uh, D76 stock, what do you mean exactly? Well, when you mix up D76, there's a, uh, a stock solution. Yeah. And you just kind of, once mix, that's mixed. You mix an envelope uh, of powder with a set volume of water. And once you're done mixing, that's your stock. Okay. And you can make it, uh, you can dilute it down even further. Um, and that will be your 1 plus 1 or 1 plus 2 dilutions, you know. Uh, a weaker strength that but you but can't you can't store. reuse that you yeah. can reuse the stock and yeah. use a replenisher to keep it fresh if yeah. you use the google uh uh-huh. develop with d76 will will uh you get a formula right you there? will you will get a mountain of information mike yeah so much for for starters i would say shop for a, be- a little packet of d76 okay mix it up. Oh, you can buy it by the packet yeah, yeah kodak like, se- sells envelopes yeah yeah what were you guys doing by the sink there's a lot of activity going on in a very large sink well, um, that's when we were in the development process. Uh, there's liquid in the tank, uh, so every minute 
you have to, uh, for 10 seconds, uh, agitate by uh, okay. uh, flipping the tank upside down. And that's and just making, making sure fresh chemistry is constantly moving. Keeping it in motion. And no areas are more overdeveloped than others. Right. I mean, you have a long string of film. Okay, you want to make sure there's good going. coverage. Yeah. 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 Okay. But good. not too much. No. Right. Else you'd be doing constant agitation. Yeah. And we were doing the basic steps. We were developing, yep. stopping it with some water, yeah. fixing it. Yeah. Washing it some more, and then we hit some washing agent. Yeah, which I had never used on film before. Oh, okay. Well, the it, it's like a photo flow? No, it's, the it's, a, yeah. it's sort of gets rid of the fixer oh, super hypo fast. Oh, clear. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you have to wash that out some more, but uh -huh. it, the washing time is lesser because you got rid of that extra fixer. And you guys yeah. use a water instead of stop bath? Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, it's an... Uh, Seems to be a trend now. Well, it's I, when when I'm at home, I use uh, an acid stop bath. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think uh, I think for those that aren't water conscious, like the University of Finley, <laughs> the water yeah. stop bath is just fine. I think for the folks at home that don't want to be constantly wasting water, um, the stop bath is pretty good. And then once it was done, mm -hmm. uh, you take it out of the uh, out of the tank. Yeah. Yeah. And then you. It's a little, it's a little foamy because of the the photo flow. Yeah, right. we dunk it in some yeah. photo flow. Uh -huh. And then folks at home would just hang it to dry. Yeah. It was, yeah. Squeegee off the extra photo yep. flow. And then we would put uh, put put uh, get a clip clip yeah clothespin at home yeah, yeah clothespins are great fine. and hang it on something where you're gonna have enough uh, hanging room right. so that the bottom isn't touching the floor right and then uh, put another clip on the bottom to weigh it. to weight it down and so keep it doesn't the curl straight oh, nice. yeah. yeah and then, and then uh, I when when I do it at home I don't have a nice fancy drying cabinet drying cabinet will take care of it in half an hour oh, in dust good. free environment it's great yeah. Um, yeah. But me at home, I will hang it in the shower overnight, which is great. You okay. know, yeah. just fine. I I don't get like excess dust or anything like that, so it, it works just as good. That's awesome. And then you cut your negatives, and you're ready to either print or do your yeah. scans. Yeah, I put them in uh, the print file sleeves. Oh, Ooh. I can. Uh, yeah, we talked about those. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. case anybody's uh, watching on the YouTube's and uh, <laughs> needs to see what it looks like. I, uh, I cut them into 35 individual frames, or right. seven strips of five. I was going to say uh, you don't cut every individual. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's impossible to get them out, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, this is a print file sleeve that uh, holds seven strips of five. Right. And uh, the great thing about these is you can stick these in a contact frame, okay. uh, put, oh, it, put it under a larger, yep. and it'll shine through this, and it'll, it'll give you a proof. You have one uh, of those? Contact sheet, sort of like uh, right here. This is, this is another one. So it turns negative into a positive. I tape them on the back. Oh, very nice. And I can just look at the, uh, the image and say, oh, yeah, this was uh, I this think shot. everyone is familiar yeah. with a contact sheet. Someone sees a contact sheet. Oh, someone's contact seen, sheet. Everyone's yeah. seen it somewhere. Whether yeah, it's somewhere. in a movie uh -huh. or a book somewhere. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they're pretty awesome getting a contact yeah. sheet. Yeah. It's First of all, it makes you look pretty cool. Yeah, they are you know, pretty it's a cool thing. Makes it like, look organized. Yeah. yeah, and that would definitely impress a girl. Yeah. Or if you're a girl, impress a guy. Yeah. Like, oh my God! Like, you, you know, you're in, especially you take a, a china marker and yeah. circle a few. The old, yeah, oh, yeah. the old the red, red or yeah. yellow china markers. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. cool. I need to get some of those. Now, Dan, do you tend to do contact sheets? Oh yeah, I try and do one for every set, every roll of film that I shoot, right. um, because I always uh, keep. Uh, all my negatives together in a binder and I don't necessarily organize them by date like it, uh, anything but I have a rough idea of like you know what when uh, uh, certain shots came before others you know so I will look flip through the contact sheets and I'll find uh, the image that I'm thinking of I'll go oh yeah this one 
I'll flip it over, pull out the negative, and start from there. How about you, Matt Marashi? You keep contact sheets? I'm not a contact okay. guy. And it's just because... You just look at well, it and you just... Well, well I shoot the bigger con- negatives, Yeah, too, if you so. shoot a contact sheet, that's it. One <laughs> image. One image, yeah. yeah. Now, what if you're shooting... Uh, what if your uh, listeners is, is bought a Crown Graphic and are doing 4x5? How would they get their film out of the camera and do this process with a larger format? Well, there's a, a lot of options available. Uh, we went into the private student darkroom and we started talking about those different options. And very simply, you can do the same kind of um, tank agitation, like a daylight tank. You can either do it with a Patterson tank like we talked about, uh, and that's called the taco method. If you go- if like you that. If you Google yeah. the taco method, it comes up, but you can also go into Flickr and a lot of those okay. groups and type in the taco method. And there's a lot of guys that have laid it out step-by-step, photos and everything, mm-hmm. on how to do it effectively. I've never tried it myself personally. I stick to tray processing, which is like another classic way of doing it, where you're actually in complete darkness and you're shuffling mm-hmm. your negatives through your, uh, through your pre-wash, develop, stop, fix, and final wash, the whole time moving it around. It's very tactile, and you kind of have a personal connection with what's going on. Wow. That uh, taco method, I tried it once. It, taco. Uh, yeah, the taco method. Um, I, I tried it once, and it worked pretty well in cool. the Patterson tank. Uh, the only complaint uh, was at the time I did it in Rodinol. So I thought to myself, each time I'm filling this thing to the brim to try and cover Make all sure the you film. cover it all, yeah. Rodinol yeah. is a chem- just a yeah. different chemical it's developer. It's a developer, yeah. Right. Um, and you pour it down the drain afterwards. So if, if I'm only developing so much film, sheets. you know. It, I does could, anyone uh, does anyone anyone like get all over you about pouring down the drain? Because you mentioned that you use the word pouring down the drain. I'm not. I'm. I, I checked. Uh, well, I looked up. Um, I don't need hate mail here. After yeah. just I think it was some Dectal. I think it was some <laughs> Dectal uh, developer. I was, uh, which is a print developer. I looked up the uh, Kodak data sheet or the MSDS sheet, the safety thing, and for under disposal, it said uh, you're fine uh, pouring it down the drain as long as you flush it with a lot Lots of, water. of water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then that's pretty much the same yeah. all the way through Fixer, which right. since that has the silver crystals, mm-hmm. unexposed silver crystals, yeah. you need to take a lot more care with that. Right. Now, let me ask you guys to talk about tacos. Any, does anyone, <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> does anyone uh, develop large format with Pancho Blend, which is the Caffinol? Like, has anyone oh, done large format question. with Caffinol? Um, I think 4x5, but once, once you get past that, I think people get a little, little iffy about doing weird stuff to the why, film. Why? Why? Well, why? 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 I, I don't know. I, I don't even push my film when I'm shooting it in 8x10. Okay. If anything, I pull it just because I like there's this kind of pressure you know, cost per sheet. I, I want to yeah. make sure it comes out like guaranteed. I don't want to do anything to it that might be a displeasing or unknown result. You know? Can you uh, develop large format film, whether it's four by five or larger, in trays? Yes, that's that's the traditional way of doing it. If you read yeah. any of uh, Ansel Adams' book, like the yeah. the negative, the print, things like that, he lays it out perfectly. Can you use a safe light? No, um, no. no, unless it's uh, an orthochrom- uh, like an orthochromatic film that right. isn't sensitive to that. Yeah. There are guys. I, I'm not kidding here, Mike. They go to the extent of deve- it's called develop by inspection. Oh. And yep. wh- while the sheet film is in the tray, they throw on a pair of $500 night vision goggles, and they watch oh. it come up in the tray. So they're like, yeah. oh, it's done, and they just put it in when no it's way. done. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Now I'm sure a lot of guys and girls are in the dark room developing in the tray. 
I mean, you know, if you have a radio, you're allowed to have a radio, right? Yeah, we had a boombox the in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, radio waves are fine. I always the have my... Acoustics and optics are kind of separate. Okay, good. Yeah, Similar I have my, but separate. I have my droid in there. I always have Pandora on, okay. but I, I put it in a, a, a box of tissues. And what channel? Yeah. You made your own channel. What, what did you keyword? Oh, my B-52's channel. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Great 80s hits. Yeah, Chris, Chris was to punk rock over there? Chris was digging yeah, the Chris 80s. Chris definitely, yeah. tell by the pants yeah. and the yeah. shoes. I should have been wearing my Ramon shirt today. <laughs> yeah, and once you're in the you're you have your tray set up and the chemicals are in it, regardless of what the you're chemicals in the dark. are, you're in yeah. the dark. Yeah. You have your tray. It's is it just a matter of time? You have your timer that you can have on, right? Yeah, the timer's on, and those timers uh, we have the Gray Lab timers, which are great. Right. They have um, they have a little bit of lu- luminescence, okay. kind of glow in the dark, but it's a very faint glow. Right. And those are always kind of put off far enough a couple feet maybe three four feet from the base of the right. sink so it won't fog the film or do anything but you can faintly see it as it's going because you need to know when every 30 seconds is right. to uh agitate yeah. or flip your film rotate right. the stack as i showed in the video yeah you're in the dark from pre-wash all the way to fix and most people don't even want to turn on the lights until the fix is done right. just because mm-hmm. you don't want to mess up a, a hefty yeah. investment yeah yeah is this is this a peaceful time in the dark room this is do you feel mellow calm Zen going on. I, when I'm when I'm getting like fired up about something or just like really I've had an awful day. I'm like, I only have one sheet, but I'm gonna go develop film. Right. Because that's that's my time. That's my right. zen. Right. Okay. That's very nice. And uh, you demonstrated on video. Uh, you could do multiple sheets in a tray by a method of putting in the tray, and then you let like a layer of water, and then another sheet. You could do up to six sheets in a tray. Yeah, I, I am now up to eight sheets. That's so. something that you, it sounds scary. It is, because um, the film emulsion, when it absorbs some of this water into it, it gets, or a developer, or any, you know, fluid, it swells, and like any plastic, once it's in water long enough, it's, it can scratch very, very easily. And the, the method I was showing, it, it's still possible to scratch it, but you kind of lift up the bottom, bottom of the stack, fan off the top one, kind of, don't peel it, but, but lift it up over the rest and you kind of plop it on and the reason you plop it on is because you don't want to lay it in if you lay it in a corner is still sharp enough that it'll scratch the one under it and when you see a scratch on your film mic it's like oh you're actually creating pockets like a water pocket a very thin pocket of water or developer or anything and that's what helps uh the the uh the process continue yes there's an art to that right very much so and uh, you know anybody that's been doing it a while makes it look easy right and a couple times the first couple times you might fumble around, but once you ruin one sheet, you're like a master right. from there because yeah. you don't wanna you don't wanna do it again. Right. Those uh, those European films are really easy to scratch. You, like the Afka stuff. Afka, you just look at it and it's scratched. <laughs> like I don't I don't mess with it. Yeah, it's give it a bad look. Yeah. Well, wow. give it a little bit of the stink eye. Yeah, and stink then eye. It's, it's done. Uh, you scratched it. it yeah. It's just it's a thinner base that it's on, and that's one thing you can say is is an offset of the cost. Like. Right. Um, Ilford films are kind of like in between the road, middle right. of the road. It yeah. feels like a sheet of that. It doesn't feel like a sheet of Kodak film until I have about two sheets of Ilford in my hand. Right. I, we're going to get hate mail on this. Yeah. But, but Kodak feels like solid, like really solid. 
and so then thicker base. You're saying. Yeah, it's a thicker yeah. base, and okay. it it really I mean it's probably microns difference, but it yeah. feel to me it feels different, and I don't want to try any other film because I'm I'm really getting used to Ilford, and I I've shot about fifty sheets of it already, and one scratch. Sheets. Hmm. So. 50 sheets of like the HP5? Yeah, 8 by 10 And you got one scratch? One scratch. Oh, wow. Not too bad. And of course, if you're working in a traditional dark room at a university or a college or somewhere in a school facility, most likely they'll have a room with enlargers. So you can do traditional printing, which you guys did. Yeah. I saw Dan on your lap. You have some prints. These are prints you made? Uh Yeah, these are prints these I are made. These are not digital scans. No. Yeah. No. They're not printed out on like a yeah. HP or like an Epson printer. These images have never touched a computer. Wow. Think about that. No, wow. no scanning or anything. Oh, in I like there. that one. Yeah, this is uh, our friends Tom and Chris. Yeah. Uh, from oh, a medium you hear that? They're our friends. Yeah. Wow, you guys are my friends now. <laughs> so if things go bad, I may, like, I may have to like, crash on your floor just, for a few just days. Just show up in Buffalo for a couple weeks. Yeah. You go. <laughs> okay, good, good. This is... Uh, yeah, just hold them up for... Uh, this is uh, grains of silver uh, on uh, on top of... Uh, in, in resin coated oh, paper. Oh, very nice. Yeah. We're holding oh. them up Joe Franklin style. For yeah. those of you who know what Joe Franklin show a, is. This is an alternate Also known as Uncle Floyd style. Uncle Floyd show on the East Coast. Yeah. And this I'll, was uh, this was a uh, medium Hold nice and format. steady there. Yeah. 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 I'm rotating it so okay, the right orientation. Uh, these and you well, projected a negative in an enlarger to a piece of paper, right? Uh, Photo sensitive. Now, do you uh, focus up on a dummy sheet first? No, you focus no. up on the on the easel or what holds yeah, the paper yeah. in registration. Okay, so, they'll stay yeah. in focus even though the paper's up a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's, you it's sh- very you, thin. What you st- we we recommend stopping down the lens because it gives you more time to do any kind of dodging and burning in the dark. You know, right. kind of like covering or letting it so get go more longer. So in an enlarger is a lens. What are the f stops available on a on a lens? Um, on thirty five millimeter yeah. enlarger lenses, you usually start at like two eight or f four, and then What's it go it goes up from there. You yeah. have f eight, f sixteen. Yeah, they yeah. go. They usually they go. So they start at F4 and they usually end at F22. F, F22 or so. There'll be it'll be a sharper print if you use F22. Yeah, I I think it's still kind of the same like you get technically the sharpest around the sweet spot F16 okay. F8. Lord, it's a longer print uh, burn time like yeah you cut down the light so you have more time to work you're you're not you're not uh uh, guessing Uh, it's more margin of error now do you work off a cheat sheet or you do test strips to see how long you're going to project your light onto the paper to get a beautiful print to dan's credit yeah those are it yeah this is it we did one one sheet no and then then the good one that was it dan he was rock star on on the enlarger seconds is that um, well, they vary depending on which picture we're talking about. Um, most of them were around 15 seconds. Well, 15 seconds. That shot yeah. of uh, Tom and Chris, that's the type of shot like you guys would autograph. <laughs> like as FPP superstars, like yeah. that would be your stock shot that we would send out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, if anybody wants, you know, donate $5 and get you 8x10 of Tom yeah. and Chris, Ooh, the yeah. FPP yeah. Buffalo, New York superstars. Now, uh-huh. now, Dan got this one on the first try. Yeah, really? this was this was the first test print. Did you shoot that what, during during which photo walk? Did you shoot that? Shot? That was uh, at, during the the Findlay photo walk. Oh, very nice. Yeah, um, you guys pleased with it? And, How many uh, seconds? I'm sorry, Dan. How many seconds? Oh, uh, it was around fifteen. Fifteen uh, seconds. Maybe a okay, less. at an f what? At an f uh, eight. Were we? Sixteen, 16 on that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, because oh. I was. 
Uh, Matt uh, let me uh, uh, try out Pyrocat on 120. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's really good stuff, nice, though. Nice, sharp stuff. I, I love that. And I mean, this is the developer you used. Yeah, the developer. The film it, developer, the yeah. The film developer. And no. so the... Um, can you use film develop? Can you use D76 to develop prints or well, no? Fu- funny no. you should ask. You, you can. Oh, really? It, I don't suggest it. Uh-huh. It yeah. gives a very super high contrast look. It yeah. gets... It's kind of a... Oh, if you want that grindy yeah. look, like from the 3000B kind of look. So specifically, they're print developers. Yeah, yes. print developers. Like and typically, and typically they're okay. softer, de- okay. softer developers. Oh, yeah. Can you use that crazy caffeinol? I think, uh, I heard I think you can. Okay. I'm not putting it down, folks out yeah. there who are like, Oh, this is caffeinol! <laughs> Yeah, because you know, people yeah. will be pumped up on Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Brown. <laughs> Mr. Brown. I don't know. I'm, I would guess not. <laughs> yeah. I would. I want. You drink. gotta buy a lot of it. Yeah, I want to drink yeah. that. You yeah. know, I have to tell you guys, I ha- I have not personally done printing uh, since I was in university with John Fideli, but mm-hmm. it's so exciting to see yeah. an actual print. I mean, look how beautiful that is. Yeah. That is really gorgeous. It must be a really satisfying experience. Yeah. When it comes up in the tray, it's just magic. Yeah. It, well, it never gets old. Yeah. One. one th- it took a while to sort of get to this point, too, because we were talking about uh, test strips and whatnot. Strips! Start, starting out, you know, I had to uh, cover the paper, you know, and yeah, see yeah, see yeah. what it looks like Gradually. With, yeah. with three seconds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. six seconds, nine seconds. And then you have to sort of dissect and say, oh, okay, this is where I should be. You know, and after you do this for, like, months and months, then you can just sort of see it, how write the images right. on the bare easel right. and say, oh, I'm, I'm probably going to have to do this for like 20 seconds. Okay. You know? Yeah. And so you get a feel for it. And then that's when you can start making one-off test prints that look really good. Now, where, yeah. do, you, where do you print, Dan? Do you have in your oh, hometown? Right. So, so um, today or er, er, earlier, um, we were uh, uh, doing enlargements in the very, very nice Finley uh, darkroom where there's tons of enlargers. Uh, but at home, uh, I actually uh, went online and found a nice deal on a, a Bessler 23C enlarger. Is that right? Yeah. Solid enlarger. It yeah. cost me 75 bucks. Wow. So, yeah. You have I, an enlarger? Yeah. Now now I'm jealous. Now I have the si- the tub, the sink, and FPP Studio. I need, to, I need in. You got to take I'm, the dive. Yeah, I'm, the really, dive. I'm really pushing for all of our listeners who are interested to, to look online for deals on enlargers because they are dirt cheap, more dirt cheap than cameras now. You would right. you would not believe yeah. what they still. I mean, you can go on Freestyle, Freestyle, and see and see what they retail for new. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not knocking any yeah. any of what they do. It's mm-hmm. it's just a little expensive. So you guys, not all yeah. sound effects are can. <laughs> nice live performance, <laughs> right? <laughs> So yeah, they still make new enlargers, which is always a good thing, you know, in case the used market goes. Completely. But the used market is definitely yeah. where it's at to keep yeah. it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if any of, any of the the four younger guys could be, yeah. could be, could be, guys. could be doing it. Huh? Do you guys have enlargers? You, you uh, yeah. own three enlargers. Why? Why do you own three? I'm talking to Different. Chris. He's across the hall. He not yeah. the hall. Across the room. He's in our studio <laughs> audience today. Why do you own three enlargers? He started yeah. with 35 millimeter. It's kind of moved up. Moved oh. Format. So are they just sitting, collecting dust, or you have your friends come over and have like a darkroom party? Well, I have a darkroom. They're all set up, ready to go. Like, yeah. do you guys ever, wow. like, like uh, Tom, do you ever, like, doing 35 while Chris is doing, like, do you have a whole darkroom going on? Oh, you haven't no. printed yet. Oh. You, you have not used any of those three enlargers? Oh, wow. Will you be printing soon? Virgin enlargers. Yeah. Oh, very nice. That's very cool. And is it, yeah. uh, besides you two guys, do 
I don't know, somebody from Mary Ellen come over and Susie, like who else comes over? <laughs> as, as, as Tom hugs Chris, hoping no one else comes cute. in. Do you have friends that uh, like, you know, despise you guys because you're like the film guys, they're just sick of your shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not really. Just keeping it cool. I mean, there are some digital people who are a little angry about like, like they don't want to hear about it. No, they like, don't. Why? Like, why don't you do something so stupid? Stoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, yeah. I'm really getting like pumped up to. Oh yeah, but you know. we did, we didn't like uh, my, my personal setup. We didn't even go into it. I, I, I just mentioned the great deal I got on an enlarger. Okay. Uh, I, I did have to. Is go. it a 35 enlarger, or can you put four by five in there? I can't do four by five. I can do medium format. Okay. Um, I'm looking to see if I can get a similar sweet deal on a four by five. Okay. And and if I have any place to put it, because I had to uh, go oh. down to Philly and uh, pick up the uh, enlarger and bring it back because shipping would be insane. On right. That. Okay. Um, so, anyways, uh, but uh, basically every time I want to print, I uh, black out uh, a bathroom uh, with some. Um, some black plastic sheeting over the windows mm-hmm. and uh, seal up the door, lock out all the light. Okay. And, uh, you know, I've hauled my uh, enlarger into the bathroom, my trays, my Is my it dangerous from, like, stuff. inhaling? Like, you need... you, you got to have a fan running. Oh, some kind you of, know. like, a fan, like, just a fan in the corner or a fan, like, a vented fan? you got to have a vent all the fumes out. Or have a big, bigger room. Uh, you're really going to want to vent it out. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can get brain damage or something. Okay. All right. It's good to know. It's good. Yeah. This is good information. Yeah. All right. Because I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah, too late. I'm putting in the dark room at FPP. Yeah. It'll be a room, very small room, connected yeah. to a bigger room. I can't have the fan just blowing the air out out the door. I'm uh, so venting into a larger room. Yeah. You might be pretty good. <laughs> hey, you yes. know what? If water can get in there, air can get out. You know. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So you should be good. I think. Yeah. And and so the two things you need are are um. The, the ventilation, and normally a right. running water source. Our, our email address here is podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. If You're folks out there listening have questions. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll make it back. Our email address is podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Yo. <laughs> if, if people listening probably have a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. So they could send it our way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get Matt, you'll feel them. You'll, you'll, people may stop. You know, I want to do four by five. What kind of a uh, you know enlarger do I need? You know, yeah. send it in. No matter what about the venting, the brain damage, the brain damage. I mean, maybe no qu- no question. questions or dumb questions. Yeah. Send them on in. Right. I'll field right. them for you. Right. Mm-hmm. We do have to wrap it up. I'm getting a signal from uh, Joey K. That it's time to wrap the show up. Is yeah. there anything we left out? We'll be like, oh no, we left this oh. out. Oh yeah, we left plenty on printing out, but but you can, well, you a can good get start. in touch. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're scratching the surface. Hopefully, right. we gave you enough to at least get interested and right. ask us some questions. Right, it's a which really we'll happily answer. New, wonderful world, the world of large format photography. Or you know, you start in thirty-five millimeter, print that. Yeah. But thirty-five millimeter, one twenty, four by five, eight by ten. Do I dare go larger? Not right now. <laughs> it's just incredible. Yeah. The opportunities, a uh, photo stock, 2012. It sounds to me, I'm in. Awesome. Oh, I mean, nice. even if I'm there shooting 35, documenting it. Just do it, Dan. I think you're going to be in. I'm hoping so. Uh, these we'll dumbheads over here, <laughs> they can these, they can go yeah. through Canada. It's shorter for yeah, them. These yeah, these guys, you can go up to loop around through Canada. 
come on down. Get less hassle that way. Blasting, and I bet we're going to get more FPPers. I okay. hope so. Yeah. So Make I want real cool. Thank you guys. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guy. I want to. <laughs> I want to thank listeners, and I especially want to thank those cool people at Photostock that gave you those great interviews. Oh my God! Yeah. You yeah. know, it brings it all together. Yeah. And I want to thank nice. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Yeah, and thank you, Mr. Brown. Hey, we're gonna be back in two weeks. Just two. Yeah, just two weeks. Mm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard these tales before When they used to mean so much more She shows her happy head Mr. Brown, 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 Mr. Brown.